Season 2, Episode 6 with Rachel Carden. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Matt Report. Got another special episode uh, with a guest today, Rachel Carden. Recently launched WP Campus, uh, a new community movement, sort of like a word camp, but for higher education. So we're going to dive into that momentarily. It was a great episode. She brought a lot of great knowledge uh, as expected to the table. So it's going to be great to hear from her. Um, But what is the show all about? If this is your first time here, this is a podcast all about uh, WordPress, WordPress businesses specifically. And if you are somebody who is launching a WordPress product, like a plugin or a theme, or maybe even a SaaS business based off of WordPress, this is the place for you. We talk about that. We talk about uh, how to fund uh, these types of businesses sort of with client work, or maybe you have a day job, that kind of thing. And normally my uh, co-host Devin joins us, uh, but today he's off on the sidelines once again, so we can hear from Rachel and learn a little bit about the higher education space, um, which will also help folks who are out there like me, who are consultants, wondering how to interact with a university or a college, because there are some nuances, like any other sort of particular business, there are some nuances that you have to learn uh, in order to speak their language, in order to understand how their organization works. And like I said before, Rachel really brings it to the table today. She dives deep into why universities do what they do, um, you know, the sort of uh, intricacies of working with multiple units and trying to have a cohesive overall brand. Um, and I, I felt like that was an, a very important conversation to have, especially for you, my listener, because again, we get a lot of folks or I get a lot of folks who ask me, you know, how do I get out of the $500 client or, you know, I lost a bid because they said it was that my bid was too low and they expected a higher bid and they just felt like I couldn't do the work. Um, I think a lot of this stuff is based on fear and fear because we don't really know what that business is doing, uh, on the other side. And as you don't know the lingo, you don't know how they interact with each other. You don't know how they make decisions. Um, and that was very much true for me when I first got into doing work with other colleges and universities, didn't really understand the sales process. I didn't know how long it would take them to make decisions. I didn't understand their budgetary, uh, budgetary constraints. So, uh, hearing from Rachel and understanding, uh, even further, uh, from her particular point of view, uh, is definitely, definitely great. It's definitely a great learning session. So again, if you are a consultant and you're wondering, how do I break into the higher ed space? This is the place for you. And we'll be back next week uh, with another episode, a new episode with Devin and I catching up on our product launches and what's going on with that. So as always, thanks for listening. If you can leave a review, that would be amazing in iTunes. Just go ahead and search for us in iTunes and leave us a five-star review and give us your feedback. We'd love to read it on the show in fact. And uh, if you want to join the mailing list so you can stay connected uh, to when we release these new episodes and you want to be the first in line to listen to them, it's mattreport.com slash subscribe. Let's get on with the show. Uh, we're taking a break from that conversation and interviewing somebody who's been on my radar for quite some time. And uh, I only know her as Bama Designer. Like every time I see your, your name fly through the Twitters, that's all I ever see is Bama Designer. Uh, but Rachel Carden, uh, 
now recently launching uh, this new initiative. We're not sure if we're calling it a meetup, a conference, um, but Word Campus. Uh, you can find out more about that at wpcampus.org. Uh, and we're certainly interested to talk about what that initiative is all about, the idea behind it, how it got started. Um, but first, Rachel, introduce yourself to the audience, who you are, and what you do uh, at your day job. Well, hi, I'm Rachel Carden. I'm a web developer and designer uh, at the University of Alabama. I work for uh, a division, uh, the Division of Student Affairs. So uh, if you're unfamiliar with um, kind of how higher ed works, it's it's a lot of departments and a lot of organizations and a lot of units just kind of all working together. It's very much like a little town, and it's a great community to be a part of. So um, I I don't necessarily work out of the office that like you know makes our main homepage, um, but I work for Student Affairs, and I'm pretty much I do all of their uh, front end web work. So any of their uh, any of their de- and then the division of student affairs is made up of like, I don't know, like 40 departments. So pretty much any website that falls under student affairs, um, I manage and, and take care of. And, and I'm pretty new in this position, only about four months. And so I'm in the process right now of actually migrating all of their websites from a cold fusion environment oh boy. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, to WordPress. And so we've already gotten about I've already moved over about three or four sites, and now I'm working on the big main student affairs site and and getting that all set up. So it's pretty exciting and pretty busy. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I can imagine. So uh, folks that do follow along, if this is your first time listening uh, to the Maripore podcast, I run an agency as well. And one of the things uh, that we run into, and, and I should say that we've actually focused a lot lately uh, on higher ed stuff with colleges and universities in our local area. But it's very interesting for me to see that um, universities, especially, like you said, under the umbrella of student affairs might be 40 different departments, which may have 40 different of their own websites uh, in some cases, uh, but still separate from the main site. And I'm I'm very interested in that. Like, why isn't there one big decision to use one piece of technology? Is it just uh, the nature of the beast? Things sort of just piece together as things moved along. Uh, Maybe Alabama does uh, some has some kind of effort to sort of centralize on WordPress as their content management system. Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is: is WordPress capable of solving this huge content problem that maybe these larger universities face? I totally, very much yes. Um, so something else that's interesting about higher ed is that it's, it's different at each university. How yep. they manage their websites is completely different from each university to the next. And there's so many factors at play. There's size. Uh, we have over 37,000 students. And we're very decentralized. Mm-hmm. Um, we, <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but there are some universities that... Um, are centralized and um, it doesn't necessarily depend on size. Um, I think that uh, Vanderbilt University, although I'm not quite sure how big they are, they're not small though, or maybe, I don't know. I know they're centralized um, and so basically, you know, to kind of sum this up, the difference being that if you were centralized, then maybe all of your web would come out of the same office and you'd have a larger team and that team would take care of everything on campus. Yeah. Uh, here at Alabama, we're decentralized in the sense that 
Um, there is no one main web shop that takes care of all web needs on campus. Gotcha. Everyone's kind of on their own, and you're, and it's all it's it's not necessarily the ideal situation, and it's also something that I think that people on campus are talking about now that we might try to change a little bit of how we do it, um, because it, it does it does have some problems in that sense of that it's really hard to have cohesion, kind of. Um, it's, it's, it's really, it makes it harder on branding because everyone's doing their own thing. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we do have some, uh, branding standards and we do have a very small web policy. Um, but at the end of the day, pretty much anyone can do whatever they want as long as they, you know, follow, um, what, follow the little bit of branding standards, have the word mark and stuff like that. And as long as they meet the web policy, which pretty much just means to follow the branding and to put some, you know, links in your footer and, and that's pretty much it. So um, it, it it has pros and cons. I mean, so you can have freedom to, uh, I guess, do what your department needs because it might be different from what another department needs. Um, but sometimes at the end of the day, um, if if a user comes to your say your department site, and that's the first site they go to, and you don't have the branding right or you, you, you don't have, you know, your site may not be all that great, then that's the only site they see for the entire university. They didn't start out at, you know, UA.edu and move down and, you know, and, and see the overall kind of brand and vision. They only saw what that department said. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it, there's pros and cons and um, it's a tricky thing. Uh, web governance is an interesting topic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so th that was the biggest, um, that was the biggest surprise for me, right? So like many of the agencies, uh, out there, WordPress agencies out there, you know, we started with small little marketing sites for folks locally, and then we sort of, uh, moved up the chain and, uh, over the course of time, you know, really started to deal with, uh, either partnering with, partnering with larger advertising agencies that just needed like the WordPress tech help uh, and we sort of partner with them kind of behind the scenes or we work with like B2B people cus customers who are much corporate but which also has its own complications by the way uh, but the glue that sort of held the project together was marketing and branding like uh, in some of our more corporate uh, clients sure uh, some division was launching this this website, but they still had to sign off through marketing and branding. Uh, and recently we did um, an implementation of a student affairs, um, for the student affairs of a fairly large university. And that was the biggest surprise to me that they could do whatever they wanted. I mean, they had to use the logo. Um, and of course, like the primary dominant color scheme but people could do whatever they wanted on their own website. And I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing that they could do that. Um, you know, I guess what are, uh, you know, what are the complications? Uh, maybe you haven't seen it yet, but have you had complications like that where the, the, the sort of microsites are building things that just really don't align well? And how do you corral that so people don't have a field day with like <laughs> sliders and uh, you know, large blocks of content everywhere on their site, or is it just impossible? It's not impossible. Um, it just, it's, it's hard to get started. Yeah. So it's, if you're in an environment where there's been no governance and there's, excuse me, <coughs> then it's, 
it can be tricky to get that started mm -hmm. and a lot of what's it's kind of like getting over that stigma of people thinking you're what we refer to as like the web police yep and people don't want to be the web police right but on the other hand it's 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 getting people in the university to understand that you know we're all trying we're we're all a part of the university and we all need to represent the university well and I get it you know it's it's finding that balance between like making departments feel like they can be unique but on the other hand um, we're you're a part of the university we're here to represent the university we all need to work together to have this you know, a certain level of quality mm -hmm. and a lot of something that, you know, I've run into a lot or just the notion of like, it's really kind of mind blowing a lot how some units in this is, and I've, I've, I've witnessed it as, this at several universities, how certain divisions within the university, they don't necessarily want to be tied to the university. Right. It's you have, I mean, I have, I have witnessed and several, um, pretty much every university that I've been at that, uh, where you have to literally kind of uh, uh, have to rope people into using your branding right. and to just say that they're tied to the university. And it's like, whether you like it or not, <laughs> you're a part of the university. Right. Right. And it's, it's, it kind of blows your mind sometimes yeah. how much you have to fight, uh, fight it. And it's, it's, it's really tough. I, I, I sat in this past week on a leadership academy where like web governance was like the big topic. And that's pretty much what we talked about for two days. Mm -hmm. And so it was a little, it was encouraging to kind of get some information out of that and, and, um, some interesting, um, books that I'll have to read, but it's, we, it's something that, that we struggle with a lot here. I think yeah. it's just kind of those, those rogues. Yeah. Those, and, but it's, it's it's really hard to it's hard to kind of go to these people and you know pull them in because we don't we don't really have governance here yeah and until we have that it's kind of makes it a little difficult yeah and we're not the only ones that have this problem by any stretch of the imagination it's very common in higher ed and and um, but I think that it's becoming more and more talked about and. It's exactly why we talked about web governance for like two days because and everyone in that in this academy they pretty much all struggled with it, and so it's definitely um, excuse me, <coughs> um, you know something that's hopefully will kind of come around here pretty soon. I understand when a, a division for a product company wants their product page to look this way because they're just trying to get conversions and they're just trying to make more sales and it's just cut and dry, whereas you know, on this project that we worked on, like the, the legal department, you know, wanted something totally different from the cafe, like the, the food services division, which I get, like it's different types of content, but like they just wanted like crazy, totally different sites. And I was like, I, why, what's the big deal with sticking with the brand? Uh, you know, did, did they all run it like different with different goals, with different, um, you know, striving for different things uh, for each department? It just seems much more informational, uh, these sites. They're not really trying to convert, so what's the big deal? I think that, um, in my opinion, probably that a lot of it comes down to, like, uh, I, think it, I, mean, I think it all kind of comes back to branding. Yep. And um, a lot of, so, you know, something that's very common in higher ed is just um, 
being under resourced mm-hmm. and having to do a lot with very little. Yep. So to to reiterate, I'm one person doing the web for a division with like you know over 200 people and like 40 departments and you know managing all these sites. And I do have some help with design. Um, I mean, I have a I have a print designer who I can at least kind of help you know bounce ideas off of, and I have some help with content. But the rest is it's me, and so this is very common and. Um, all that to say that there's, you kind of combine that with, um, I'm, I'm setting up these websites and pretty much kind of putting it in the hands of like department people who are not web professionals right. <laughs> to you know manage these websites, you know, and so thank you WordPress. And so, but that it's not the, you know, it's not the ideal solution. The ideal solution is that we would have all kinds of web professionals that would be actually managing websites instead of putting them in the hands of people who are not only not web professionals, but they're not content professionals. Right. And so all kind of all this combined with, then you get people in departments who are basically planning out websites who are not web professionals, and they just kind of see what's out on the internet. Right. And so they <laughs> want shiny things. They want their own shiny things. They... Um, they kind of had this idea, why do, I don't want to look like everybody else, I'm not everybody else. And so it's like a combination of that, and they don't understand the pros and importance of, like, cohesion and unified branding, and and so you, it's all these kind of small things added together, and then you get, um, you know, people with power and who want their own site, and, you know, you get some higher up dean or something who who uh doesn't necessarily see also doesn't also see maybe the importance of branding and you know having this kind of unified look and and so it's a lot of it's a lot of small things at play and it's a lot of kind of politics and mm. uh, there's a it's a lot going on and it's when I say all this out loud it's like man my brain hurts right Just, and, and <laughs> yeah and you know what that uh that's a perfect answer. Like I, I wanted to hear that, and I hope that answer actually helps folks who are listening who may already be servicing college or universities, or even, um, you know, like a K through twelve environment. Like we have a bunch of K through twelve environment schools as well, and it's really the same thing. It's just uh, you know multiply that by ten when you get to the university level. Um, <laughs> so, but it's just a great. That's some great insight right there as to why this stuff happens. Um, so, like, thankfully, in like my current position, my boss sees the importance of of branding that we're all. So it's like in student affairs, you've got all these like departments underneath us that are you know like housing and parent programs, and they're doing all this stuff. And yes, they're doing different things, but at the end of the day, we're all working together to you know improve student affairs as a whole. And so, and then it's like you know it's then it's like the notion of it's like we want people to understand that when they support student affairs, say if they donate money or something like that, they're supporting all these divisions. So we want people to understand that all these divisions or I'm sorry, all these departments under the division are together and they are we are one unit. We are all working together. When you support one unit, you support another. And so we are you know, right now, all the sites, you know, even in their, even in their s- state of cold fusion, they all, have, <laughs> they all have the same template. And so, you know, we're working to redesign it and make it better and move it into WordPress. But when that happens, they're all going to have the same, you know, template look and feel because we want to have that unified branding 
And we want people to understand that we are, you know, we are one division working toward the same goal. And with, and on top of that, we will include, you know, the general Alabama branding because at the end of the day, we're all, we're supporting students at the University of Alabama. Yeah. So. And, and I can hear you. I can I can visualize and hear you making that speech and everybody just saying, but I still want to use the color blue. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, you can't. Um, I have two I have two questions along this uh, along this line, and, and then I want to get into uh, WP campus, but. So you said about web governance governance, and everyone sort of has their own sort of ways that they want to build their site. So two questions here is sort of how do you, like in terms of WordPress, right? Like the, the technicalities, it might be too technical. You might not even have it solved yet, but like what do you do to allow people to customize their individual sites and pages so that they don't break things, but they feel like they have some flexibility. And then also, um, if that's not an option, uh, I know that like some of the universities that we've worked with put us on a vendor list and any of these departments can call us up and sort of contract out to us as sort of like a certified vendor. Um, so when a, you know, the legal department wants us to do something, we, they can contract us through their budget. Um, so sort of two parts, uh, if it's possible to answer, like, how do you solve that customization? And is there any room in there for sort of a good WordPress professional to come in and support an agent, uh, support a university or a college at that level, um, if that's possible to answer? Yeah, so um, as far as the customization goes, um, it's, some people do it very differently. Um, something that's really big in WordPress in higher education is multi-site. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I so I, I gave a talk like two weeks ago at WordCamp Tampa about using WordPress in higher ed and basically said the words that I, I think multi-site was just made for higher education um, because that's definitely what's used the most. And there are some universities that have, so probably one of the biggest uses for them is like faculty blogs and student blogs, um, but more so just the notion of like publishing networks. So some universities just have a WordPress publishing network so that if you need a site and let's say you don't have a web professional, um, you can come get on their network and there's, you know, a handful of themes you can pick from. You know, you're, you're limited. Um, they, I'm sure that they limit, you know, what plugins and stuff go on there. Um, some, I don't, I don't know of an example off the top of my head of folks that definitely do this, but like, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could easily set up a web services model with that, of the notion of like, hey, for free, you can have this, but, you know, maybe for a cost per month or per year, you know, we'll add some customization in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that some universities do that, I have no doubt. Yeah. Do you look for uh, people to to hire to help you with projects at all? Um, not yet. Okay. Uh, we do have some tools. We uh, I don't we have like one vendor that we use, but it's not a WordPress thing. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But that's that doesn't mean that folks don't do it. Sure. Um, so I know I know that um, I know that even here, some folks have hired agencies to come and maybe redesign or just to manage their website because they don't have a web person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that that happens. Um, I also see um, I. If you can find my, I just posted my slides from my talk um, yesterday, and in it I talked about some different needs and use cases for that 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 are in higher education. 
And so I, I see a need for like a lot of plugins mm-hmm. and stuff that don't exist that, you know, some WordPress developer could build and, you know, sell or for free or however. Um, so on top of just like themes and stuff, um, there's definitely a need for some plugins. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there's like four or five slides in my presentation where I just list them all out. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to go in there and look at that list. <laughs> I will definitely get that list and post it in the show notes. Yeah, so uh, I'll make sure you get the link. And awesome. so, but um, I've kind of in the back of my mind, I'll probably never get around to doing it. But <clears throat> you know, the notion of like a theme framework just for higher education, um, I, maybe a couple exist. Yep. But there are um, definitely some like kind of things that exist in higher ed, some features, I guess you could say, that exist in higher ed that could definitely just be implemented in a theme framework that. People would use like people directories are big and, yep. you know, like course management and stuff like that um, or an internet system uh, that people can use. Um, I saw a really great presentation this week uh, from Jeff Stevens at the University of Florida Health System. I don't know what their full name is, but he built an internet system for them using WordPress and WordPress and um, some other WordPress tools, and that was really that was really cool. And I hope Jeff would come and share that with WP Campus. Um, I know he will. But uh, so there's lots of really neat um, use cases for WordPress and higher ed, and some have been discovered and taken advantage of, and you know, some are yet to be built. So um, there's definitely some opportunity for a WordPress developer to kind of get in with higher ed and you know bring some real value. That's awesome. That's an amazing answer. Um, <laughs> I re- yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, let's transition now over to WP Campus now. So, yes. uh, the sort of uh, sentiment so far is let's you know the, it's the the tools are either out there or they're almost coming out there. There's some opportunity for folks to build stuff, and now we have this meeting place that we can talk about this stuff and really stim okay. and, st- and really stimulate that innovation. Uh, which is sorely needed in the higher ed space uh, in terms of WordPress. So give us the rundown. Uh, why? How crazy were you? Uh, <laughs> how much wine did you have that night? No, sure. <laughs> like, tell us all about it. The jury's still out. Um, so it started on Twitter, actually. Um, basically, I think they had announced, they had announced WordCamp US, and uh, Chris Lima had tweeted something along the lines of, it looks like WordCampus when you write it out, which is very true. Yep. And so I was like, light bulb. And um, I was like, man, y'all dream with me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, using WordPress in higher education. And it kind of like blew up from there. And so <clears throat> I, you know, started, I'm a little bit of a community organizer. I, I can't help myself. And... I just keep starting these communities because they're so amazing. Yep, I hear and I, you. I just, I love communities. So um, I started kind of scheming, for lack of a better word, and I talked with Brian Krogsgaard over at Post Status and said, hey, Brian, I've uh, got this idea. Do you mind if I, you know, write a guest post on Post Status and, you know, kind of share it with the world? And he was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And so I, put, I threw together a website, and in the beginning, we, I called us Work Campus, because why not? That's a perfect name. And and I wrote a kind of guest post on Post Status, and I launched a website with a general just kind of form to show your interest and, uh, and just kind of 
I got so much great feedback and everyone is just, everyone was so excited. And so basically the whole, my whole kind of, um, and you can still read my initial pitch on post status if you're interested, but I, I wanted to kind of throw out this idea of, of not just a, basically a word camp for higher ed, essentially conference, but also just the community. You know, we can be so much more than just a, you know, once or twice a year event. We can be this constant um, source of discussion and sharing and professional development and education. And so uh, right now we have a Slack channel with probably close to 200 people. Yep. 197 members right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm just checking. I was just looking. <laughs> I, was, I just pulled that up. And over 300 people have filled out the form <coughs> on the website and shown interest. So anyone from someone who's interested in attending or interested in speaking or planning, um, and then people who are host- interested in hosting an event at their university, I've, and then basic- and then people interested in sponsoring. And um, every- I've Everyone that I talk to about it is so excited, and so many people have just offered to volunteer their time to help it grow. And um, just people from like just plugin developers who are like, hey, um, if you want a free license and use it on the site, you can have it. And that keeps happening, and it's so amazing. Um, folks over at WordPress, I mean, sorry, <laughs> folks over at WordPress, <laughs> the folks over at Word Impress. Uh, gave us a free license to use their Google Maps Builder plugin, and which is pretty cool. And so we use that to show all our data on the website. So if you go to wpcampus.org/planning/data, you can see all the data that we've collected from the forms laid out in this little, you know, these different charts and maps. Um, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And so shows where all the people that are interested in hosting, where all the attendees are from, so we can kind of get a feel for maybe what areas we could we should focus on for maybe our first event um stuff like that and so it's been and so this in this past week i was at hyatt web conference um in milwaukee and uh we had a bunch of people from our community there at the event and we were we were all on the slack in our own little he web 15 channel talking about the event and then at the event itself i just I ran into so many people who just wanted to talk about it and we threw around ideas and, and so it's just been, it's, I've had a great response. And so, and everyone's really excited. We've had two planning meetings and we meet in the Slack channel, which is interesting. We have like 40 people in this chat room, you know, talking about stuff, but it's been really great because you can just tell that everyone's really excited about it and everyone has so many ideas. And so, um, we just have to wait and see, uh, what happens. So we're really excited. Yeah, it is, it is truly awesome. And I know as a server, well, so I, I wear a bunch of hats of course, but as a WordPress enthusiast, it's awesome, right? To see that, uh, this stuff is, is just growing the, the use cases and the different, uh, potential of meetups and conferences is, is always awesome, uh, to see. Uh, and then as the service provider, being able to give, uh, my clients some access, uh, not that I have anything to do with it, but just to recommend it, just to be able to say, hey, look, I understand that you that you might be one person because we deal with the same thing. There, there are 
uh, at our larger universities, there's teams of people that we deal with. And at our smaller colleges, there's one person going crazy and trying to fix a printer all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so being able to say, hey, uh, there's, here's another resource that, that you can use aside from us. I think it's just awesome. Um, and, I, and I can't wait to see it happen. So do uh, you have, uh, I know, I think I saw some emails and some conversations. I was away on my honeymoon, so I kind of got lost in everything. But is there... Is there the uh, a, a location for the first one yet? Not yet. Okay. And so we're we're going to talk. Up, we have our next planning meeting on Monday. Okay. This coming Monday, and so that's kind of what's up for discussion. Okay. So we have some ideas, and we and so nothing is set in stone yet. But I think what we hope to do is to um, have the event. Probably, I think we. Um, I, I hate to say this out loud and be wrong, but I think it, we sh- we decided that probably early summer is best, mm-hmm. and so that's what we're kind of shooting for right now. And so, um, <clears throat> but between now and then, we are also discussing other ways that we can, you know, kind of embed our community and grow it more, and maybe get it involved in you know other events, so other word camps and. Um, stuff like that, and so we're work- we're working on some stuff and working on some resources that we can provide. Um, and so until then, we're just having lots of fun in Slack. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is a good time for sure. Uh, well, hey, look, I, I'm always voting for either the Boston or Providence area. So that's definitely <laughs> big. Um, probably the most interest uh, areas are Boston, and then there was a lot in North Carolina. Oh, okay. And then the Northwest was probably the third most cool. popular area. So we'll see. It's awesome. That is awesome. Um, anything else that you want to uh, chat about regarding that? Has, has there been any difficulties, um, you know, aside from the the uh, logistics of like picking a location? But, uh, you know, a lot of folks here are trying to spin up their own communities, uh, maybe more business oriented or... Um, branding and marketing oriented for their own um, products or services, but has there any been, has there been any speed bumps or difficulties that you didn't expect that you might have said, oh, God, why did I get into this that people <laughs> should steer clear from? <laughs> um, now the WP campus, what's, what's been, so uh, I, I manage a couple other communities, and this is by far the biggest, um, and really everyone is so excited and everyone wants to help and everyone, you know, it's just like, Rachel, what do, what can I do? And they're just, and so I've been blessed in that regard. Like, and so really what will, I'm sure there will come a few stumbling blocks. Um, we've right now we're just kind of mulling over some possibilities and we're, we're very much at a re we're very much in a research phase right now. So it's kind of just taking in all the ideas and, and we've, you know, we, we've even discussed a few partnerships with some people and stuff like that. And so it's kind of, we're, we're, we're a little early, I guess, for stumbling blocks, but I'm sure they will come. Um, if you're as a community organizer, I guess any, some advice that I could give is just, you know, as I guess kind of like have a mission statement and, from try to keep in mind, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. Ah, that's really um, good. Because it's, there, I have some smaller groups, and they, they can they can be a little tougher because it's it's just 
not everyone has the passion that you have mm -hmm. and and it can sometimes you know make the days a little hard and the projects a little challenging and you have this vision and you have this excitement you know and but you're the only one carrying uh the banner and right, so right. but but i you know keep reminding yourself why you're doing it and and so sometimes you need to sit down and tell yourself you know and also it also can come in handy when maybe there's some folks in the group who are you know maybe taking things off track a little bit and you're you know you have to rein them in a little bit and you know, this is why we're doing this guys we're not doing it for you know whatever whatever but um if at the end of the day your community you know it doesn't have to bring you know three thousand percent value it if I, so i have this one group and it's like i keep i'm always telling people if at the end of the day all we do is come together once a month and we have a place to chat and see each other and you know talk about a few things and just have that camaraderie then that's okay by me you know like we don't have to change the world not every community has to change the world yeah um some communities you just need um that little bit of difference and that's all that matters and so you know try not to and also just try to keep things simple don't um I had this one group I did one time and we like, I just got so gung ho. And so <laughs> like I was going to use all the tools and I was implementing all this stuff and like no one used it and we didn't need it. And yeah. like I wasted all that time. And so, you know, to start WP campus, all I had to do was throw up a little, a, a one page website and created a Slack account. And yep. that was all. That was it. That was it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, keep things simple and start small and then kind of grow as needed. Yeah. Um, I, mean, so. yeah I mean, what you are defining is the entrepreneur's dilemma uh, right there that a lot of folks listening to this podcast go through. I go through it every single day where <coughs> this idea uh, spawns in your head and then next thing you know, like you're thinking, okay, well, uh, I'll have the site done. I'll, I'll do this, all this automation ready to go, branding, <laughs> set up a Facebook page and then it's, it's like crickets. And then the one thing that you do is like, hey, I just, I'm just going to tweet this one thing out and then next thing you know, it's like 300 people are following you and they're in their Slack channel and you're like, that, that took me two minutes. Like, how did that even happen? Um, so like now after we've all been meeting and chatting, you know, we're throwing around the ideas of like setting up a buddy press install and we're yes. you know, we're, we're chatting about these things that now we see that we could we need and could benefit us. Yeah. But, you know, what if I had set all that up before and we didn't need it? Yeah. And so yeah, definitely Yeah. Uh, that I mean, I tell you and you said something before that was just spot on was uh, so many people as passionate and as driven as you might get about an idea, it takes like 20 times the effort to get in most cases other people interested in i mean i had the same thing when i launched wpmentor.org i was i made a blog post about mentorships and how beneficial they've been in in my career and so i do a lot of mentorships for kids uh, in college and people are like oh that'd be great for wordpress and i spun up wpmentor.org i bought a theme i you know it was a yeah try to put on try to get people to list their accounts for people who wanted to be mentored and people who wanted to be mentors um and i thought there were going to be a lot more 
uh, passion behind. It. I put up the forums, you know, Buddy Press, BB Press, like everything. <laughs> and it was just like, again, it was like crickets. Uh, there, <laughs> there were some good connections that actually happened, um, but uh, I didn't continue to, to to push it as much as uh, as I should have. Um, you know, I, one of those one of these days, I'll, I'll sort of spin it up again and, and get it going. But I totally hear you on, you know, it's 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 easy for you to have the passion, but getting everybody else involved might take uh, a little bit more uh, than what uh, what sparks you. So, good stuff, uh, Rachel. This has been an awesome episode. Um, where can folks find you on on the web so they can join uh, this new movement and where they can find you if they want to contact you? Well, you can join our community at wpcampus.org. There's just a little form, a simple form to fill out. And um, in that kind of gives us a little bit of information about you, but also allows you to sign up for our Slack. We'd love to have you. Um, Lots of great folks in there chatting about all kinds of stuff. Today, right now, we're um, busy talking about multi-networks and... Um, and stuff like that and we're sharing jobs and you know we're talking about different events so we'd love to have you Um, if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at Bama Designer and uh, BamaDesigner.com although that's really just kind of like an info page so but mostly you can find me on twitter and I'd love to uh, uh, meet you on twitter Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for doing the show. Everybody else, it's mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. And as always, the show is brought to you by uh, Conductor Plugin. If you want a builder without all the heavy overhead of other builders, check out conductorplugin.com. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>